Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron. And today, we get to talk to somebody about one of my favorite use cases for the blockchain. And that is democracy voting on the blockchain. For the past couple months, we've been seeing and exploring with different lead developers, CEOs, innovators, entrepreneurs, and learning about different use cases for the blockchain. And I was very excited to get this interview because this is one of my favorite topics. I think that once we get voting on the blockchain into everybody's hands on their cell phone, we're going to see some amazing things happen within democracies and governments and within countries and voter participation. But without further ado, here is Claudio Perlini talking about his company, Boule, who is making voting on the blockchain popular. I'll see you back in about a half hour to wrap things up. Enjoy. Claudia, very nice to meet you and thank you for coming on Crypto 101. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for having me here. All right, man. Hey, can you do us a big favor and just, you know, introduce yourself briefly and tell us a little bit about your background and who you are? Yeah, so briefly, I'm the founder and CEO of Bule. Uh, we are developing a voting platform uh, for elections. So the idea is to use the blockchain to run every kind of pool, every kind of uh, election. Uh, our long term vision is to being able to run a political election using the blockchain. What about you, though? I mean, you're, you're from uh, Italy, born and raised, or just tell me a little yeah. bit about your background. Who, who, is, this, who is this Claudio guy? <laughs> so, yeah, basically I'm from Italy, uh, born in Verona, and I studied there in, at the university in Italy. Then I moved a lot around Europe in Ireland, Netherlands, UK. That's it. I started five years ago doing startup in the tech field. Uh, right now, this is the new the new company that we are setting up with some partners that I've worked with in the last years. You're residing right now in Hong Kong? The last three days I'm spending here. Um, I'm traveling all around the world. So I was checking just before this uh, call. Uh, in the last 24 days, I've been in 16 different countries all around the world from Los Angeles. And tomorrow we go to Seoul. So it's like a world trip to meet the communities that we have around the world. Right on. And, and why are you doing this? I, from what I hear, Boulay is going ICO tomorrow. Yeah. That, that uh, is the 25th of October. Yeah, right. Actually, we, we started with our idea and our assumption about what does it mean to vote and to use the blockchain. Um, and we wanted to promote our idea by traveling and meeting the meetups and the crypto communities. Uh, after the first two days, we discovered that the, the most of the value that we can reach from this trip was about feedbacks and new ideas. Uh, we have completely changed our vision about uh, voting and what we need to achieve because a lot of people give us uh, new ideas or just suggestions. And so that's why we, our project has become wider thanks to the people that we have met. And they are quite lots. That's very interesting. Like, So let's just talk about the idea first of all what is voting on the blockchain voting on the blockchain is not a new concept uh, the blockchain basically is about consensus is about the fact that you don't have to trust the people you are trusting the technology and on that same concept you can just find an application field for this technology 
what we have seen until this moment is that blockchain for the most is used for financial reason or just to exchange money uh, but then blockchain is a disrupting technology that that is going to put a, a new layer in the middle of the, the technology that we are using. But my personal opinion is that we are living a second age of internet and we are able to create every kind of application using the blockchain. And this is something that I really cursed uh, in, in the past. I was really involved into uh, the way that consensus is created or the movements that people are doing, starting from Occupy Wall Street mm-hmm. or other movements where people were trying to take action. I believe that blockchain is going to help people to take action again. What is Bule and how is this going to help or influence or disrupt our current democracy system? Fun fact, I want to start from from the name Bule, that is a Greek name, and it's the name of the first democratic association in the ancient Athens. So it's wow. the first, I mean, yeah, it's the first time in the history of the humanity that people uh, create a group to, to decide for the, for the benefits of all the police. And um, for the same reason, I believe that right now, Traveling in so many places, I'm seeing the same issues everywhere. People feel there is a gap between them and the representant, and they are not satisfied from the inefficiency of the decision process. That's it. Uh, The idea is to uh, try to create a liquid democracy and to let people vote more time in a transparent, safe, secure, and reliable way. You can see all the votes that have me submitted on the blockchain on a public ledger, mm-hmm. so it's easy to count back how many votes has been collected from one party or the other, or uh, one uh, one answer and the other. And then you, you can trust it more than, uh, for example, the, the email. Right now we have people that live abroad, the expats or travelers, that can vote by email or a postcard or a telephone, right. but that are not reliable solution. Right. And if you talk with the expats, they, they are really sad on the fact that they just send an email or send a postcard and they don't know if their vote is submitted correctly. Right. I guess this is a natural uh, question. Maybe I'm more of a skeptic. Um, maybe I'm just a little jaded. But this seems to put the power back into the people. Their vote is going to count. It has to count. If it's on the blockchain, it will count. Why would democracies, why would current governments want to adopt this? And is your market the government or is it the people to persuade the government to use this? Well, actually, our platform is about voting. So what we are doing is to develop a technology using the blockchain that has to be reliable. And on the technology, we don't want to take profits. So the technology will be in charge of a foundation uh, that will be uh, with with not profit logics. And then we are building several companies around the technology that on a license base are going to sell the technology to maybe big corporates to vote the new board of directors or maybe uh, to the uh, companies that make market research. Uh. So it's it's really a wide range of solution that we can provide with the voting. The side that I really care more is about uh, the political voting. Um, we, we forget every time that governments are not institutions by themselves. Governments are citizens that became representants. In that right. way, I think they are going to care about that. Probably it's not the politicians that we already have in our uh, government and in our parliament, but the new and 
fresh generation of politicians right. if they start using this platform before to create their consensus to run their political campaign then they can introduce this technology also in the institutions do you think that the people okay let me let me take this back and just tell a little bit of back why i'm asking this i guess back you know when we had congressmen and people in parliament it's people were in like little towns and they would vote for their representative and they'll go to a central location say if it's i don't know london or washington dc or wherever this place is and they would represent my ideas from my town to the 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 masses the government the the entities that are going to help us change policies or make institutions or what have you do we still need these congressmen if all the people can directly vote so uh, if you if you just want to take the concepts uh, behind uh, the liquid democracy, no, you 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 really don't need middlemen to to do that job. You just need someone that signed the law that people vote. Um, but that's in a hypothetical world. In a real one, uh, you need expert people that take decisions that citizens are not able to do. What you can ask to the citizens is uh, which direction you want to take or about uh, laws that are impacting their life directly but there are some topics that are too much advanced for uh, people for, for e even for me and you even if we get informed a lot uh, there are so many fields that our uh, uh, institutions have to to decide and to to make law right. and is uh, changing so fast that you you cannot just ask every time to the people so I'm talking about certain decision or some position or uh, how the politician work can be controlled by the people using the blockchain. Um, for the most technical stuff, you you still need someone that know that field. So basically, it's voting for your congressman or voting for president or maybe even basic general voting on certain bills. That's what you can use it for in the democracy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What what are other and you you mentioned this before and I'm actually I didn't think about this when we made our, our outline to have a meeting today, uh, it was basically just about democracies. But then you mentioned voting for board, um, surveys, and, and things like that. Can you tell me about other applications that this kind of platform could be used for? Well, they have asked us to use our technology to make market research, for example. So what is happening right now is that if you run a market research, uh, you are just asking to the people online to vote and maybe uh, you're going to have a bunch of people that are paid to vote. And then people try to temper the system, just creating more email or just inviting friends with the referral. So uh, the research is not enough reliable. What you can do with the blockchain is to create a unique identity on the blockchain. And then that unique identity is going to vote. So it's one person, one vote. And this is one solution. The, the second one is about fractional votes. So I don't know how much you are confident with uh, that. Uh, that topic basically is about uh, big corporate has a lot of stakeholders and they have different percent of shares of the company right. so it's not one person one vote but it's the percent of shares that is going to vote that is in proportion of the total amount that there are two different uh, categories of vote that we can improve yeah think about an election of a board of directors where uh, there are thousands of different shareholders that have different fraction of votes and you have to collect all that vote with right. the traditional voting system and think about having a digital tool a digital solution that warrants 
in the moment that you are voting how much percent of shares you have and how much your votes are going to count. So that's it. You know, I, I've heard about this concept and, you know, I was very excited to get you on get you on the phone here to talk about this because it is I think this is one of the major things that people are, are talking about when it comes to the blockchain. It's like, OK, finance and voting. This is this is it. These are the two holy grails, I think, of blockchain. Are there other people trying to do this? Because I think that you're the first one I heard about. Yeah, there are other people that are trying to do even in the past they tried to do before than us. Uh, the fact is that the technology is, uh, even if uh, Bitcoin has rise up nine years ago, uh, the fact eight years ago, the fact is that the technology is still early stage. And what is happening right now, thanks to the fact that cryptocurrency are uh, bumping up their price, is that a lot of teams are working on the technology. So we are seeing a really fast improvement of right. all the technology in, in this field. And I'm quite confident that in the next year we are going to see some kind of standard in a unique identity on the blockchain. Because right now there are some amazing projects that are working on on IDs, sovereign IDs, um, but they are still too much, too much young. When do you think that you're going to be able to get this into a working, I mean, into the hands of a, of a democracy or a country or into... Well, actually, we, we wanted to show that we were able to develop a product before the ICO. So that's why two days ago we released our our first alpha version that people can use on our website. Which I which I tried, by the way. Okay, cool. Which one uh, survey? Did, did you make someone specific? Um, I said that I was in Taiwan and then it gave me a, a, a choice for... Um, a policy here okay actually what is happening is that uh, we it, it was two months ago uh, an association uh, contacted us they wanted to run the Scotland independence referendum on our platform mm -hmm. and even if uh, I personally do not believe in fraction I do not believe in separatist movement in Europe because I think Europe has to be united to be stronger um, it, it doesn't matter my opinion. They can use our platform freely to run their own uh, uh, refer independence referendum, and they have done that. We have collected more than 500 votes in the last 10 hours. Wow. So, okay. yeah, that, that, that's it. People want to participate. People need to be part of the decision. We have seen in Catalonia with what is happening with the yeah. government there, uh, we are seeing so many movements that j are just asking for uh, changement that are not happening. So and it doesn't matter the opinion. It, it, it's matter that everyone has to have voice and has respected his civil right to, to say his opinion. For example, voter turnout in the United States is like 50% or 55 or 60%. It's not the, not the highest. Um, yeah. Um, do you think that this kind of technology in the hands of people, say if they have an app on their phone, you think this is going to engage people more to be more involved? 100%. There are a lot of studies that show that uh, making simpler or uh, just simple, more flexible the way to vote could increase the voter turnout. I, I've spent the last 15 days in United States traveling from New York to Los Angeles and in Washington DC too. And every time I try to talk with people that I've met at events or maybe just uh, Uber pool, and everyone told me that, oh, I didn't vote last time because I was too much busy. I had to care my child. I wasn't traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, think about 
just a push notification that tell you, hey, Matthew, uh, the, you have to vote for the presidential, uh, just do that on your phone. And you just can log in, validate yourself, your right. ID, make a screen of your uh, passport and it's done. You know, it's gr like grab your food. Once we had to go to the restaurant and grab our food, now we just have the apps. That <laughs> it's super like I'm, I'm super excited about this. Actually, is this is really exciting for me just to see that, you know, we could put voting in the hands and it'll be safe and secure. What are the drawbacks? There has to be a negative. If somebody uses this app or this technology the wrong way, there is always that one negative. Yeah. Uh, our main concern right now is about the, um, the influence of social media in the voting and behaviors. So what we are seeing is that the easiest way to temper an election right now is not to temper the technology or uh, physically the election, is to temper the, the mindset of the people. So mm. sharing fake news or just uh, putting a lot of money on the advertise and being able to uh, to change the impact of the communication to the people. Uh, we have seen that a lot in the last United States presidential election. We have seen with the Brexit. Uh, we are seeing in Italy too. The communication and social media and medias in general has a huge impact to, on the people and we, are, we really care about that. So we think it's completely unrelated for what we are doing, but at the same time it's connected. How can people get involved with Boulay? Right now, our platform is completely for free because we need people to start using it and to to realize that it's reliable, it's transparent. So we need people trust us, our solution, by, by using it. So that's why it's completely for free. Uh, the business model is that uh, in a few months, we are going to introduce a paid solution for people that want to run their own survey. Mm -hmm. So think about a political party that want to launch primaries. Uh, they have to use our token on our platform to launch their campaign. And for the people, it's completely free. Um, this is also related with the topic that we were discussing about voters' turnouts, because uh, parties or uh, governments can also decide to give some token to the people that vote in order to make people vote. It's something that you cannot do right now when, when you have an election, but with the digital field and with the cryptocurrency, it could be it could be a way to drive new generation or maybe improve, increase the number of voters. You said give a token for people to vote, maybe to encourage encourage more people to vote. But the token yeah. will have value, so it's almost like paying for votes. Yeah, but it's not paying to take a, a decision. It's about uh, if you want to incentivize people to to accomplish their uh, civil rights. You know, a lot of people don't care. They just don't inform, don't, don't take decision about that. That's a way that in which government could could increase these votes. Mm -hmm. I know it's something that has to be discussed. It's not final decision. It's just uh, an opportunity that it, it right. can rise. It's, it's completely different from what we have seen right now. So uh, there is a lot of space to experiment and to find new ways to, to create the tools of the future. Because the first thing I think about when you when some when they say token from the government to vote, I say I think that more tokens one that you're going to have two parties. Let's say the United States, Democrat and Republican. Democrats are offering three tokens. Republicans are offering four. <laughs> I'm voting for the. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not like that. It's like you, um, as an institution, you can decide that everyone that goes to vote uh, can receive a fraction of the token. Uh, it's not, 
it's not depends on what you're gonna what you're gonna right. vote is if you go maybe because you want to to improve it it's the same with the the market research it's not about what you vote it's about uh, well we need you to vote so if you I vote we, we give you a reward say so that you participate in my survey and i'll give you a, a gift certificate to applebee's yeah yeah, like yeah, that. Right. Just answer the question. Doesn't matter what you answer. Just and you get the. I guess I get you. I believe democracy is about participation. So right. as more people participate, as as better could be taken the decision. You know, it's it's about discussing. It's about uh, involve people. Let them cares about the politics. Let them care about what is happening. I and I'm trying to figure out what else your platform could be used for. I guess I would have a survey with a. You know, a questionnaire. Maybe it's not or strongly uh, disagree, strongly agree, one through seven sort of thing, and form a questionnaire like that and send out to people. Is that something that they could use your platform for? We have to split this into field of application. So about the general election, so uh, political election, um, you have to warrant uh, that the votes is anonymous. So no, that are gonna are gonna be stored about who are the people, uh, age or nothing. It has to be completely anonymous. But what is happening uh, with the the pools with the surveys when when they make some market research about uh, are people gonna vote Democrat or Republican? Um, in that way, if it's run from a private company that ju just want to make a survey on the market to, to see which is the sentiment, yeah, in that way we we can also collect data. And what we are doing, we are keeping in touch with some companies that want our solution to create some white label solution for them and customize as as they need. So if they need to to collect uh, demographics of the people, we we can provide also that solution. Okay, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit. I just want to pick your brain about the market a little bit. Are you are you are you, okay. are you invested in any cryptocurrency right now? You know, it's 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 different. It's not investing in a trading way. I'm not doing intraday or uh, like that to see pump and dump. I sometimes I see some project that I strongly believe, or maybe I just use their service and they token they are tokenizing their service, and I say why not? I mean, uh, it's a it's a group of people that are working in tech that are finding a way to improve their team or just to think bigger and scale bigger right. markets. Um, why not invest? Even if I can have multiple ROI in the time, that's good. Out of those you are thinking of right now, if you have to look at, say, all of the or the, the sum tokens that you have invested in or things that are coming up, what is one thing in the market right now or in the future that you know is coming up besides Boule, even though we're going to pick up some Boule tokens, that you think is very inspirational or is going to have a great impact? Well, um, there are a lot of interesting projects and field of application of blockchain, but the one that I really most like is about uh, ID. Um, I believe sovereign ID is gonna solve a lot of issues that we are having. I know some people are concerned about privacy, uh, but when you talk about security of the people, uh, collecting data from the movements or where, who, who are the people that come into our countries? Where did they come from? What they were before to came to our country? So, as a sort of global control over the people where they move in the interest of everyone. So, if you have nothing to hide, there is not an issue. If uh, the airport know uh, where was the place where were the day before. Right. Um, right. And that way, I believe uh, universal ID is going to be a huge, huge improvement in our society. I'm strongly looking for the project that are doing that. 
Is there any company right now that's doing it in a way that you said I'm picking up some of their tokens? Civic or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I will, I've met a couple of times uh, Winnie, the founder of Civic, and uh, aside the, the fact that they are doing really good with their token, I strongly like his vision about what he's doing. It's similar to the vision that we have about the fact that we are creating a public utility tool. Uh, it has to be something that people must have open access to this solution. It's completely different from doing your own startup and competing on the market. It's about providing a real service to the people that can right. really improve their life with your service. Right. Who is one person in the crypto space, in blockchain, throughout history, past, present, that you think is really making the greatest contribution to blockchain and cryptocurrency? Oh, well, actually, as I told you, just because I'm sharing the same vision, I, I say you, Vinny of Civic, for sure. I right. strongly appreciate the way that he opened. And, you know, it's really hard to make a great ICO when you have a non-financial related project. And what the what Civic team has made is really something unbelievable to me. Right on, man. Right on. What is your general advice for people in cryptocurrency? Or in, or in blockchain. Let's just not say cryptocurrency. Let's say blockchain or cryptocurrency, this whole sphere. And they're mm -hmm. just coming out. Let's just say that this was the first interview that they heard in their whole coming into it. What, what do you want them to take out of this? And what would you say to them about blockchain and the future of blockchain? Well, for sure, I would suggest them to get involved into, into blockchain. So... Uh, find a way that fit better uh, with them to, to get involved. It could be developing, it could be just uh, working and business development, it could be just investing. What, what, what is going to happen in, uh, in ICOs fields is that we are going to see a huge swift in the next months because it, we, are, we are growing too much fast and still there is a percent of projects that are just scam. Um, I suggest to, to everyone that is looking to invest in an ICO, to contact directly the, the development team, at least with a Skype call or just an email, just or a phone call, just a way to, to understand if it's a genuine project or not, and then take a decision on investing, not just invest to uh, spray and pray and see what, what is happening. Right, uh, spray yeah. and pray, good one. Uh, you know, spray and pray is like the way that you invest when you just don't have time or don't have knowledge to to, to understand what is happening and you just have a bunch of money to, to put. Um, but but the, the community has to regulate by themselves. We, we are not waiting for a government regulation. We are waiting for investors regulation. So every time I invest in a project, unless it's a project that is so spread, so big with so many material to research, I try every time to get in touch with the development team and then I take my decision. I have one last question for today and then I'm gonna let you go. I know you have a meeting here pretty soon. I want you to get there. Before I ask this question, I just wanna say, I was very excited to talk to you. I really appreciate this platform that you're making, this utility, and I like the fact that you call it a public utility. I think that this is one of the most important things that blockchain is doing and I really wish you success. Thank you. But now for the most important question of the night. What are three songs you would like to have with this interview? <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Um, <laughs> uh, time to Pretend, MGMT, uh, for sure. Hold, uh, the XX. Let, let you choose the third one. I, I just have that too in my mind. I thought I had you on hold And every time I let you leave I always saw you coming back to me
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. I want to thank Claudio again for coming on the show. And like always, the music for this episode was picked by Claudio. The music for this episode was MGMT, A Time to Pretend, and the XX on hold. Don't go anywhere because there's a little bit of extra interview after this announcement. We kept on talking after the interview and it was still recording and I thought that a lot of things that we we're talking about was very interesting. So I just included it at the end for everybody to listen to and I hope you enjoy. But before we go, please go up to iTunes, uh, rate us, leave us a comment. It's helping us stay on top of the pack. If you search Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, Ethereum, or any of these keywords, we are up there with some of the bigger podcasts. And so we're working hard to try to get out there and try to maintain visibility. So we need your help to do that. So please go to iTunes and rate us. And again, you can always find us on Twitter, crypto underscore underscore 101, SoundCloud, Facebook, Tumblr, Crypto 101. Our blogs are taking off and you could go read about some of these episodes on our WordPress and our Steemit. Links are in the description and check us out on Instagram, crypto underscore 101. We are always looking for people to join. We would use more blog writers, web developers. We're building a website. We're making this a lot more official. And please, if you want to come and join, let's have a Skype call and we'll see what's going on. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. This is Matthew Aaron with Crypto 101. I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. This we have right now. So that's it. Wow, um, that's interesting. That's yeah, for, interesting. Huh. for sure it's hard in the third world, but uh, you know, they are under observatory from maybe United Nations or OSHA. And if you can just go into that institution, once they control an election in that country, they can say, okay, but you have to run also with the blockchain. So we know that it's gonna, it's gonna be not tempered. Cool. You must have some really cool stories about talking to people about this. I mean, because people's emotions probably get really involved with this they probably just get really either pissed off or happy or i don't know well so uh, last week i was at the european parliament to talk with some european parliamentaries about this solution thanks to an, an american association that is trying to promote digital voting and what i've seen is that they are really old they are talking about becoming like something scary you know they say yeah but bitcoin has some side uh, dark issues and like that so we are really to work hard to, to to be decision maker even in the real world, and and then we we have also take a position on what has happened in Spain, saying that in every case it doesn't matter what the votes for uh, a government cannot just punch its own citizens, and we have different reaction. The the Catalonian people were really happy that we took that position. The central government Spain guys were not. Um, so that's it. Hmm, yeah, I think it's it's just a matter to to make a democratic discussion, and it doesn't matter which one is the result at the end, if you like it or don't like it. It's matter that it has to be made in the common interest of the people. Right.